0: Hello and welcome to the Teeth of Grace. I'm here with Kathy Loudenberg. My name is Sarah Schaefer. We are excited to come to you today and share with you scripture on what it really does mean to be living in Christ. We talked a little bit in a previous podcast of being out of the world and what That means, we talked about specifically being out of the world spiritually because God has not taken us out of the world physically, but that that means then we are in Him. The place we want to start, however, is in Acts 17. In that particular part of Acts, Paul is traveling and he finds himself in Athens, Greece. The people there are quite intellectual, as you can imagine, the Greeks, and they argue and they discuss and they love new ideas. Here comes Paul and he starts talking to them and they bring him to their place and they start discussing all of this. And Paul simply says to them, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. Mm -hmm. For as I passed along, talking about walking through Athens, and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands. And he goes on and he says that God is actually not far from each one of us. In verse 28, he says, for in him we live and move and have our being, As even some of your own poets have said for we are indeed his offspring and then Paul Mm. goes on and he encourages them to really get the truth being then God's offspring we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone an image formed by the art and imagination of man the times of ignorance God overlooked but now he commands all people everywhere to repent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because he has a day fixed on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And this, he has given assurance to all by raising him, this man, Jesus Christ from the dead.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and Sarah, I love this whole passage so much because I love Paul's heart. Mm-hmm. He's really seen that they're lost. It's like rolling dice, which God you pray to then, and this God for that, and that God for this. It's like it's like they have no solid ground. They ho- have no basis. It's like they're just wandering or at sea, going with whatever wave hits at the moment. So I love Paul's heart here to acknowledge that they're religious, but that's a whole nother podcast. There's a lot, there's, there's a huge difference between being religious and having a relationship with Jesus Christ.
0: Now in Athens, from what I'm understanding and inferring and what I've studied on my own, were there a lot of temples or a lot of shrines or what was Paul
1: seeing as he was walking through yeah, the city? I think it says just to any God that they thought might be a God, it was some kind of stone or art artwork or something. I mean, right. it filled the city and they were famous for that. Mm. They were also famous for accepting any idea that came in. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That, that they were thinkers, but it was this kind of, um, not unstable thinking, but anything goes. Right,
0: oh, very open-minded.
1: Very open-minded to the extent that they even have one to the unknown god, just in case they forgot one of the gods. And what kind of stability in life does that give? So Paul's coming in, and he's so gentle. Paul's a Paul's a Paul usually isn't too gentle, but he comes in and he said, "Oh, I I see that you're religious and you're even covering yourself by the unknown god, but I want to tell you about." the real God. Yeah. I love his heart in this. Mm-hmm. He's not condemning and tearing them apart. He's just acknowledging where they've been and what they don't know. And he's producing a new idea. And praise God, Athens liked that. That This was a great place to do that because mm-hmm. they, they believed anything. They were thinkers. Right. And they loved anything that came along. So this was a wonderful audience for Paul to start talking about what it is to live and move in Verse 28. For in Jesus, we live and move and exist, or we have our being. So he's introducing now the true God mm-hmm. to an audience that is really pretty open for anything. That's the positive on their side. Mm-hmm. The negative is pretty lost. Mm-hmm. It's like roll the dice in the morning and which God do you pray to and what will that God do? And he won't. I mean, that, that would be crazy making. That would be a
0: bit crazy-making. I think what I love too about what Paul says is, not only am I going to make this unknown God known to you, because he said, "What you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you." Right? He's saying, Mm -hmm. "Let me let me tell you about this unknown God." Yeah. Now you are going to know him, and he even goes to an event, a historical event, of saying, "We know that in the future God's going to judge everybody," because this event has already happened and he points to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which was a historical event. It wasn't just some, you know, mysterious, whatever, Jesus existed. He lived, he walked the planet. And certainly in Athens, they would have probably heard of this, but maybe Mm -hmm. not yet. I don't know. So because it goes on to talk about that when they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, but others said, Mm -hmm. we're going to listen to you some more about this.
1: Yeah. So they were open to that. Yeah, he had picked their interest. And I love that about them, that because they were so open-minded, at least there was, Paul could throw some seeds. Mm -hmm. It was gonna fall on some soft ground. And that's pretty exciting too. Uh, So this whole story has always captivated me. And what really captivates me, Sarah, is that thought in Jesus. Mm. In Jesus, he says, in Christ, we live and move and have our being. and that verse has always struck me and so i i started looking up all the verses on in christ and uh, there's 90 of them it's in the bible 90 times just in the new testament so that's kind of where i ended up with this long list of what we have in christ what these people don't have because it's any god will do on any given day but once we come to know that jesus is the savior he did die he did raise from the dead rise from the dead what do our what do our lives look like mm. and what does it mean to live in Christ day by day yeah
0: the richness that the it is richness to be in
1: Christ and the solidness these people had no solid ground it was whatever god worked christ is the rock the cornerstone it's 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 a stable it's not just a lot of ruminations about this god or that god it's this stable stable belief system of faith that He's real and he loves us. Mm -hmm. The other
0: part of that that I see is, you know, Paul is telling them that God's not made of gold or silver. He's not made by humans. In fact, it's the other way around. Humans are made by God. And so he's taking that concept that they're so familiar with and turning it inside out and upside down and turning it on its head. Because really, we, having been made by our creator, Having then been made alive in Christ, Mm -hmm. then that is a very different thing than having to find our own purpose, our own reason for existing, our own meaning, which they're looking for in all these things that were made by
1: man. Yeah. So it's fruitless, right? Right. It's a fruitless, sad, sad place to be, Mm -hmm. um, I feel, for the Athenians. and. Thank God Paul had the courage to go, go in there and do that. And the 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 stable ground that we have as we come to Christ and we get fall in love with him more and more and more and more, and we we learn that all the things that he has for us in him, wow that changes that changes everything. Mm-hmm. That gives you a solid mind and a solid ground and a solid where pretty soon you're pretty much unshakable. Mm-hmm. The, it's not the next wave that hits you, you you're on that rock. Right. And that's, that's, that's a priceless place to be.
0: Hmm. Wow.
1: Well, you have given
0: me a list listeners. She's headed me
1: a list that will take three hours to go through. So we yeah. don't do that to you. Listeners, so, but-
0: um, so get comfortable. No, just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, it might take three podcasts. How about that instead? Yeah. And I love it because I think you wrote in about 0. 0.6 font here, um, but I can read it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thankfully you have legible handwriting. So anyway, I want us to dig into some of
1: these, Kathy. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm going to skip a few of them and get to one that I have a star. Eight Romans 8, 38 through 39. I am convinced that neither death, life, angels, principalities, Things present or to come, nor powers, height, depth, uh, anything created, will separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ. Mm. Oh, Sarah, we could soak there forever just on that one, and and just reading that doesn't you don't you get the sense of just solidarity and and strength and um, it, that thing is so rich. Because of the love of God that we have in Christ, none of these things can make us tremble. Neither death, life, angels, principalities, mm-hmm. things present or to come, nor powers, height or depth or anything created, will separate us from the love of God in Christ. That kind of security, it just makes, I feel it in my side, side my system right now, just this mm-hmm. calming. Mm-hmm.
0: Tell me about the love of God in Christ.
1: Yeah. I mean, how could he love us when we were dead in our sins? He Mm -hmm. loved us. Mm -hmm. And for me especially, I committed suicide. I I attempted suicide. I found the love of God after I had slit one wrist and I was getting ready to to slice the other. And being saved like that, for him to have that much love, to break that door down and send somebody to save me, the love of God is, if we all we have in this life is the love of God, what else would we need? Mm-hmm. What else would we need? That love is for my benefit and for my good and for my growth and for my strength and for my well-being, my entire well-being, our entire well-being is what we get from that love of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's That's just bigger than anything I have words for.
0: there's the reason i ask is there's so much talk about love is love and uh you know we believe in love you know there's just love is colorblind love is whatever it is it's all these different little catchphrases in the culture that are especially
1: in the 60s right love is this and that and it's drugs and it's this and it's sex and it's everything's love i mean yeah it's it's That's the word that isn't what we're talking about here.
0: No, that's not what we're talking about. And the other kind of, I think, love is love and that, you know, you should be able to love or marry anybody you choose. That's a little different. That's, again, saying we are God and that we are the ones to be worshipped instead of the love of God, yeah. or, you know, the God who loves us first. Anyway, I just and want I, to clarify. Well, and
1: that. I guess that moves me too, because I was in and out of the homosexual lifestyle so many times. So we all need love. We do. We we, we all need love. But how we find it down here and how we search for it down here and what the world calls love, especially now, um, that isn't true love. Mm-hmm. This is Godly, true, agape love. It's not even phileo, like buddies. In Christ, as he gave his life for us, we are filled with God's love, which is pure and holy, and it's a love beyond any love we can ever desire. Right.
0: And it's a love we can't manufacture. Yeah.
1: It's supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah. Do you have one you like? Oh, I'm reading through
0: the list, and I guess one of the things that I value a great deal is truth. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think that's another piece of God that I appreciate so much because I know I can trust him because he cannot lie. The Bible says again and again, he cannot lie. He is not like man who changes his mind. He is God. And whenever there is something in scripture that feels inconsistent to me, I know it's, my finite mind, my human mind that does not yet understand it. Mm-hmm. It is not God contradicting himself in yeah. any way, that there's more to the story that I need to grasp. And so I'm at that point, anyway, of trusting him in that. But I just know there's truth. And even yeah. Paul says in Romans 9 1, I'm telling the truth in Christ. So he's not saying, Look, guys, you know, you just got to believe me. He is. Actually, t- saying I'm speaking through the Holy Spirit that now dwells in me, yes. the
1: Spirit of Christ Jesus, right? Yes. That's how we. Yes. What that means? I mean, this is a message to you, Athen- Athenians, straight from the throne, mm-hmm. straight from the, the the straight from the throne, and <clears throat> that makes me think. So we've talked about so thankful to that in Christ the truth and the love. Um, I have one down here that I'm going to jump to. Yeah. Our hope. In Christ, Corinthians 15, 19, look at our nation right now and the fear and the variant and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, what's going on in the government and around the world, Afghanistan. I mean, my gosh, we are in a total uproar and pretty hopeless. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of hopelessness going around, but in Christ, we have hope. And I love that. In the in the original language, it means to expect or to confide. So w- there's also a hope in Christ that we can't just have in ourselves. It's fragile in us, especially as we watch things going around. His hope is solid. Mm-hmm. In Christ, we have hope.
0: Well, and I love this passage because what Paul is saying in this passage is he's talking about that there is more life than this life so if our hope is in this life only as it says in verse 15 19 of first corinthians we are of all people most to be pitied yes like if really jesus didn't die and was resurrected and then we're not going to be we have nothing more to look forward to than what this happens on this planet
1: how depressing is that especially now right anywhere you look it's depressing anywhere you look it's fear and it's it's evil and and yeah
0: and the hope we have is eternal life and jesus tells us in john 17 that eternal life is knowing god yeah and so as we press into knowing him more and more and more that hope in us is only going to grow until that day when we do see him face to face and we know him face-to-face. Yeah.
1: Face. And as I age, I'm 70, and I do have failing lungs and kidneys and a heart. Um, so I'm getting more and more fragile. But in Christ, there's hope. There's no fear of death. So that hope in Christ, it's all priceless. Mm-hmm. But if you have that, then yes is everything bad in the world and hopeless pretty much so and getting more hopeless pretty much day by day and with all the government control and all of the everything losing our freedoms there's freedom in Christ mm. oh yeah which one is that there's liberty in Christ there's liberty um I don't know oh right here oh that's in Galatians 2 4 okay we have liberty in Christ yeah, so as I approach my age and my body is going down, I could fear and I could but there's no need to fear, right? When you have the hope of Christ, it's an effervescent hope. It never diminishes. It never, he want, he's looking just as forward to being with me as I am with him. Hmm. Hmm. That's what he did on the cross for us. He loves us. Right. But liberty, yeah. Yeah, that's another interesting passage.
0: I find it interesting that so many of these things, like he's talking about, hope in Christ, as opposed to, well, we wouldn't have hope. Anyway, he's contrasting those things. And then here in Galatians, the context of that passage is he's saying, yet because of false brothers and sisters secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy out our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus, so that they might bring us into slavery, to them we did not yield. He's, you know, that there is constantly an enemy that is trying to steal that freedom yeah. that we have that is trying to make us slaves again to fear yeah and
1: and think about that right now the liberty if you haven't had the vaccine mm, and i'm not going to spend too much time because it'll rattle some rattle some people's minds but all of that is to cause fear mm-hmm and cause us to capitulate and give up some of those freedoms. And where we used to have all kinds of freedoms and they're diminishing so fast.
0: Well, and no matter where you land on the side of taking the vaccine or not, for a president to stand up like he recently did and tell companies and private corporations that this is what they need to do, that they need to make their employees do X, Y, or Z, whether it would be yeah. wear hats or be vaccinated or walk backwards in the hallways, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: We've never been that in the United States. No. We've had Liberty. The Statue of Liberty, for heaven's sakes! Liberty has been one of the keys of this country. That's why so many people want to come here. Right? They're, they haven't been; they've been under communist control or Islamic control. Or they've been in these horrible situations, and those immigrants can't wait to get here and see that Statue of Liberty. Well, things are changing, and they're changing fast. So it's never more important or urgent than what we're talking about, right. Right, what we have in Christ, because as everything else falls apart, he calls it sinking sand. He's the rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's the rock. And in him, this list 90 times in Christ, and I only listed about seven of these, of what we have in Christ.
0: Well, and that freedom in Christ, no matter what government mandate or corporate mandate or anything that would come down it, externally, we might have those freedoms taken away, but that freedom in Christ is in, immovable. It Im- cannot <gasps> be taken
1: away. It cannot. Yeah. And it's sweet. It's not something tangible to one thing. It's to live in peace, to live in hope, to live in um, a, a state of being or relaxed or mm-hmm. not full of fear. Right. Not agitated. Right. Because we know whose we are. Exactly. He's not agitated.
0: I love in Hebrews that he said that people who have been held in slavery by their fear of death their whole lives that He came to set them free yes. from the fear of death, not yes. just from death, because we know that being in Christ means we have been given life. But even the fear of death, we can be yeah. free, of that. free of that. If that is not something that you have experienced, like you, you are listening to Kathy and she's talking about all these failing parts that she's got, uh, you know, and significant parts, hearts and lungs and kidneys. Um but really none of us know the number of our days and yeah. the reality is that whatever situation we find ourselves in we can have that peace yeah yeah
1: that lack of fear to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord i've had 43 years with you sarah right and they've been Miraculous years. If you've read the book, there are demonic encounters that God let me, there are healed backs that God let me um in on. I mean, I've lived a m ma- I have lived ai do not it doesn't matter that these are failing. I hope it gives me breath enough to share some more of yeah. this because yeah, we've got a lot of there's so much podcasts to, share. to do. Yeah. But um yeah, no fear <laughs> and death at
0: all. No, and there is life, really yeah. life now, life eternal, and the opposite of what the, the Athenians, Athenians th- were experiencing that Paul encountered. People that were just seeking anything, anywhere yeah. that they could.
1: What a, to what a tragic lifestyle, right? And Second Corinthians five seventeen. I'm going to go there. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All the old things have passed away, and behold, things have become new. I come to you also as um, somebody who has spent a lot of time uh, abuse, my brother's death. In and out of homosexual relationships that drove me to drink and i've lived a life of um debauchery so many times and i've lost my way and i've lived in the darkness so many times but in christ i'm a new creature i'm not that girl in a gay bar i'm not that girl drinking myself and driving home even though my brother was killed by a drunk driver in christ it didn't happen overnight he doesn't just poof and we're not ourselves it's been a long process over 43 years, but if there's nothing more precious than what we've already said in Christ, we're new. He makes us new. Mm-hmm. He makes us
0: new. Well, and to clarify that, he does make us new instantly in that we are instantly yes. in his family. The adoption papers are forgiven. signed. He doesn't see exactly that. But the process of us getting... Acclimated to what it is to be in the family of God and to really be His for our precious
1: for our part to press into more and more and more. The harder we press, the quicker we get. Right,
0: right. Well, listeners, I hope that this has encouraged you, and we do have a lot more to say on this. So we will pick it up in another podcast. Where I want to leave us today is just to remind you that when Paul was talking about in Him we live and move and have our being, that was something that the Greek poets had said. And they didn't know who they were writing about, they didn't know exactly what they were writing about, except that there had to be some personality, some God, some power in which We live and move and have our being because none of us were asked to be born. None of us asked to be here. And how did that, how does that work? And Paul says, I'll tell you how that works. There is a God who is nearby, who has made you in his image, not the other way around. You can't make him in your image because he has already made you. And we know this because Christ has risen from the dead. It is a historical reality. So we can bank on that and we can trust him today and we can trust mm-hmm. him with the future. We can trust him in circumstances of peace and in circumstances of unrest, because through everything, he remains the same. Mm-hmm. Kathy, let's close by reading that scripture in Romans one more time. Do you mind if I read it out of my no, Bible? go ahead. Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. May that mm. be true for you today. We love you, listeners. God bless you.